0: Let's go. <clears throat>
1: Alright, what's up everybody? It is once again Wednesday night. This is We Are The Water Boys and I waited about three months for this. I bought this off a third party site, which we know very well uh, on DHgate and because of the pandemic, because of all the travel restrictions and shipping stuff it took a long time to get here but it got here last night so Sure. Well, what was
2: the total amount of time? Because yeah. funny enough, it was I about just, three months. I just ordered one yesterday.
1: It was about three months. I got my um, my nice white, beautiful Trayvon Diggs jersey. I
2: I I promise I'm listening and looking. I lost <laughs> my phone. I don't
1: know where it went. I had it in my lap about two minutes ago.
2: you know that's that's incredible. Um, I'll
1: I mean, tell you, this thing is. It cost me like twenty-five 20 bucks. And change. Mm-hmm. And this thing is legit. Like no, it, it, that it's scary cheap.
2: how like, it's scary how good they are. Um I just got uh a little like I'd say like I have like a half and half mixed when it comes to like real and like, you know, third party jerseys and whatnot. If I'm like I don't know some of the magic ones I have are real either like gifted or like uh, when a new player comes out, like when Cole Anthony got drafted, I went and mm. got his cause I was happy because of like North Carolina and whatnot. Um, but then like, especially for like, when I want like other players, like I wanted to get a, uh, a Tyler hero Miami Jersey. Well, I'm not spending $130 yeah. on a Miami Tyler hero Jersey. Like, that is not the team I care for. Like, and God forbid he gets moved somewhere. Now I have a <laughs> Miami jersey and he's not on the team. At yeah. least if a guy leaves the Magic, like, I, it's still a Magic a, jersey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: yeah. So. <laughs> As of yesterday, um, I am awaiting a. Do you know the the Hickory jerseys that in uh, the Pacers have? They're like based off the Hoosiers. It's like Uh, that red maroon jersey. I
1: don't think I've seen those.
3: Oh Um, yeah. Oh hello. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Hickory Pacers jersey. Um, these if you could see in the webcam.
1: Uh, okay, oh, those are
2: nice. Um, I think they're based off Hoosiers because it's Indiana, so that's where the movie is based in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because of the recent re-signing, and because I've always wanted one in the past, and I finally got myself to do it, I got myself a Lance Stevenson Hickory. <laughs> <Jersey>. <laughs>
0: Stop.
3: Stop! it right now.
1: <laughs>
3: it might be one of the greatest things I've ever purchased. <laughs> you back? Was that on D H K?
2: It was on DHgate.
3: Wow, Uh dude, I love that.
2: We well, that's what we were just talking about when you came in. Uh, Ryan just got his uh, jersey from there.
3: Oh,
1: my
2: Trayvon Diggs Diggs, jersey. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: it took about three months Uh to finally show up, but it's here, and I'm rocking it right now. Oh my god, I mean,
2: they're dude, they're done so well.
1: I know. They are. This thing, is it's its beautiful. It fits like so well. Mm-hmm. They don't shrink.
2: It. Like you could wash yeah. them. Like they, it's like, you know, it, it, it's wild how well they work. I have my, uh see another random one. I have a Tim Hardaway Jr. Michigan jersey. <laughs> Dude, you dog. <laughs> the, Michael,
1: I've got some wild ones in there. Uh, yeah, but that's the thing. You go on that site. They have like everything you well, that's could possibly the thing. think of. Is
2: even like, um, and I know we're now going, I say we're, I'm always the one that ends up making these weird ass ramps. But uh, I wanted, so uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, you honestly, if you're interested, you still have time. Caesar Sportsbook has a offer right now that if you place a i want to say it's hundred dollar bet on Caesars on the NBA, they send you an $150 gift card to the NBA store. Oh so it's like no a kidding. um it's like uh the pr- promotion is bet NBA get an NBA jersey because the card like with yeah. shipping and tax will probably cover like covers the jersey so um,
3: <laughs>
2: so I just did the um because it's like, and I actually did it uh for my friend, so I didn't even make the bet, he just made it on my account, and yeah, yeah. like uh, because I didn't feel like doing it. But um, if you were in the market of buying, like obviously, you're still spending money because it's you have to make the hundred dollar bet. I mean, there's a chance that you win it and then it's for free, yeah. but um, if you're in the the market of buying a jersey, you just got 30 bucks off and a mm-hmm. and a shot to actually win money
0: yeah. because
2: you're basically getting that card back whether you win the bet or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did it and I was gonna get a magic jersey because it's a real like it would be a real jersey. Yeah. Well, I've got a Cole Anthony, I've got a Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. I've got a uh, retro Penny Hardaway. Ooh. And then for Christmas, I just got a Franz Wagner.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. So, I saw to go on the website, my only options would be a Jalen Suggs, which I would take a Suggs jersey, but I want it in a different colorway. All they have is the black, uh, which yeah. my Cole Anthony and the Franz Wagner jersey are both black, plus the yeah, throwback yeah. Penny is black.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I wanted Suggs in the orange. The only players that have an orange are Fultz and Isaac. No offense yeah. to either of them. Neither of them have yeah. played a game in like... <laughs> yeah. well, Isaac hasn't played a game in like three years. I ain't getting his jersey till he's played. You you need to have two full seasons of, of gameplay, my yeah. friend. Um, and then like there's a Shaq jersey, but because it's Shaq, it's $300. Oof.
0: So,
2: and I, I don't know, that's like a class, like... That was a college jersey that, like, non-Magic fans wore because it was Shaq and it was, like, the pinstripes. Yeah. So, I don't know. I've, like, been turned off for of that jersey. Plus, like, you know, Sh- Shaq, so the whole Lakers thing. Mm-hmm. Then they have Tracy McGrady jerseys. Again, only in the black. I want Ugh. that, like, star jersey. You know, the blue with, like, the stars all over it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I They don't those. have that. Oh. Jeez.
2: So then it comes down to the only other player options are Nick Anderson, who's a classic Magic player, but again, only in the pinstripe. And realistically, I do not care for a Nick Anderson jersey. Um, Jason Williams, white chocolate, actually Uh-oh. is Uh-oh. on their store for some reason. Um, and then, like, you could get a Chumo Kiki jersey. You could get, like, yeah. a discounted, like, DJ Augustine or, mm-hmm. like, a James Ennis jersey. But it's like, why don't you have every like you are the NBA? You have yeah, every yeah. jersey possible. Yeah. Why can't I get the city version of any player on the team? Yeah,
3: really. so it's like, like, what if you, what if you, if you go to customize and you could customize and you could put any, any, yeah. player then, you want. but then it's like, now it's like, why,
2: which maybe that's why they do it. It's like, why yeah, should I spend the extra 30, 40 bucks? to make oh, the jersey you should be I making yeah you should
0: already be making
1: especially so, if they're like current players or like right big it's like star players that were you know, on if the I team wanna, previously
2: right i don't feel like i should have to spend an extra 30 bucks just to be able to custom make a jalen suggs jersey like that's stupid. yeah
1: that's not in black like right so like i want that
2: mcgrady jersey but now i'm gonna have to go on you know one of these other sites because they offer everything yeah um but so the the, the result on that gift card may be going to a, a toronto raptors vince carter jersey because i actually don't have one of those despite him being uh my favorite player i've got a unc and a nets but i don't have a raptors one yet so that might be the go-to sorry that for nice that being like the first like 10 minutes of the show but
1: that's all right. Uh, well, then let's get right into it. We got a lot coming up on the show tonight. We had a wild week 18 in the NFL did. with there was a lot of changing in seeding, a lot of teams fighting for playoff spots. Uh, we'll have some NBA, some NHL, some MLB news for Mets fans out there. If you haven't heard yet. Aha, uh-huh. uh-huh. I think I'm pretty sure Joe Hat knows what I'm talking about.
3: <laughs> Do I? I lived it. (laughs) Sorry, I'm Um, I'm, I'm not. We have
1: cooler talk (laughs) coming up tonight. I know I definitely have uh, a topic that I want to cover here, as it is couldn't be really more perfect timing to do it, as this is an event that happened one year ago to the date on Friday. So. I'm excited about that because I might get a little angry.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> what's going on?
1: Oh, you'll 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 hear about it. Don't worry. But uh, for right now, mm-hmm. let's get into the NFL, talk about what's happened, and see what is coming up for our first ever Super Wild Card weekend.
3: Dude, I love these matchups. I don't know oh, about you guys,
1: they're great. We're have yeah. Football. Uh, as well as some uh, coach firings already happened in the season. So let's get right into it. Uh, The Chiefs ended up holding on against the Broncos. Uh, That helped them to hold their seed uh, in the AFC. The Cowboys uh, beat up on the Eagles, who played basically all backups. Uh, But fortunately for the Cowboys, that did help them to at least move up to the three seed in the NFC. Uh, what else did we have? The Jaguars took down the Colts twenty six to eleven, which Dude. in turn knocked the Colts out of the playoffs. Which oh. is wild,
3: crazy, Absolutely. Because you know what? I had a feeling they were going to choke. You know, he had a feeling.
2: So a podcast I listened to mentioned this stat, and it almost made me want to hop on it, but I was like, surely not. The Colts have not uh, won. It was in Jacksonville, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: The Colts have not won <clears throat> in Jacksonville since 2014.
0: Stop! What?
2: Think about Stop. all those shitty no. Jacksonville teams. They have never.
1: So, and they like, they play in has Jacksonville every to... season because that's a division, divisional match mm-hmm. since 2014. If
2: I'm wrong, the year is 2016. It's one of the two. Either way, it's horrendous. Wh- what? Yeah. So, a guy, like, a guy mentioned it. He was like, yeah, they haven't won in Jacksonville in that long. And I was like, do they find a way to fuck this up? Yeah. like, And think about the odds you would have gotten on that betting Jacksonville.
1: Oh, my God. Dude, you put down a $100. bucks. you are turning that into some serious oh, cash. Who
2: um who beat the Patriots? Was it the Li- or No, who would the Whoa. Lions
1: beat? Oh, no, I lied. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, Someone,
2: the show I watch, they had a uh, – Oh,
1: the Lions beat the Packers, but I'm pretty sure the Packers rested a bunch of people.
2: They here. did, so the odds yeah. probably were a lot better. Yeah. Um, But uh, I don't know if you, – do you guys know what a teaser is for betting?
3: Yes, yes. My I've dad does that it.
2: religiously. It's basically, Ryan and Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, because you might know better than me, then it's pretty much like you pick a bunch of a bunch of teams and it's kind of like a parlay, but it creates like a bunch of little parlays inside of it. Yeah. So it's like, let's say you picked the Cowboys, the Eagles and the Jets to win on Sunday on any given Sunday. It would create – you wager each individually. So then you have a separate bet of Eagles and Cowboys winning, Eagles and Jets winning, and okay. Cowboys and Jets winning. Okay. Um, and so now instead of needing all three of them, if only one of those teams lose, lose it,
1: you'll then you end up,
2: you end up, up doing well. Right. So it's a way okay. of kind of splitting yeah. it up. Um. So this guy had a – one of the round robins that hit were or not round robin sorry D- joe round robin not teaser right that's what i'm i meant uh, robin. i think I, I think some, i said teaser before right
1: uh, i think joe's him. having some technical difficulties cuz ah. he is not here right now
2: which everyone i said before i meant round robin i might have said teaser before my, okay. if i did my mistake um but he had nah, you got miami beating Miami's the team that beat new england yes right So he had Miami, uh, Detroit beating the Packers, and Jacksonville beating the Colts. So that paid out a little bit.
1: I'm sure.
2: Um, But no, I I couldn't believe that stat when I heard
1: it. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, Some other big games. The Steelers uh, beat the Ravens in overtime. One of three games this weekend that went into overtime, all three of which had playoff implications. Mm. Uh, the Tex- the Titans beat the Texans to solidify their number one seed in the AFC. Uh, the Bills took down the Jets. The 49ers beat the Rams in overtime. Uh, oh, here's Joe big. coming back. Uh, and that was big because not only did the uh, 49ers really solidify their spot in the playoffs, the Rams losing – in turn, helped the Cowboys to jump up to the third seed mm-hmm. uh, in the NFC. Uh, because, as well as that, uh, we mentioned the Dolphins took down the Patriots. The Seahawks beat the Cardinals. That was the other game that helped, uh, because that let the Rams re- uh, remain in the first uh, for in first place in the NFC West. But because the, uh, the Cowboys had a better conference record than the Rams, uh, the Cowboys jumped up to number three. Uh, Buccaneers took down the Patriots to secure number two in the NFC. And the Raiders ended up taking down the Chargers in overtime, which that not, game a, was... not only knocked the Chargers out of the playoffs, also allowed the Steelers mm-hmm. into the playoffs.
2: I, did you watch that game?
1: I did not,
2: no. So I watched the beginning of it. So are you aware of like all the stuff
1: that like happened with it? Uh, I think some of it.
2: Okay. I, so I watched the beginning of it and then it got to the point where, um, who is it? Uh, Herbert threw a interception and they were down two touchdowns in the, uh, In the third quarter, like halfway through the third. And I was like, all right, this is pretty much over. And it was like later. football games go late. So it was later, it was a weeknight, obviously. So I ended up going to bed. The next morning I wake up to all these, like, oh, this was the greatest game of the season. Like, what a crazy ending. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what did I miss? And sure enough, uh, the Chargers managed to make it a make it a game, send it to overtime, and then I just I can't believe that the Chargers coach is still has a job. Oh. I think I think that man needs to be fired because that was a horrendous showing by him. First the going for it on fourth down in like the first half when you're on your like own 25 yard line, what are you doing? And then I think it only ended up being a uh, a field goal, but still like you don't go for it on fourth down in on your twenty-five yard line. Yeah, no, you or just to... don't do that. Oh, Unless man.
1: it's like maybe if it's fourth and one, I could see it. But anything, it, it, anything other than that, your, but...
2: you give it up. They have a thir- they have essentially a thirty-yard field goal
0: oh, from yeah, just already. like if yeah. they
2: don't gain any yard. I get it, going for it on like your own. Like if it was like you know thirty-five to forty, or you're on your own forty. Um, and like you said, it's like inches, but on the 25, you just yeah, that that's... early in the game, you get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was short, but it was like fourth and like three or something like that. Like it wasn't yes, like a yes. gimme by
1: any means. Yeah, no. Um,
2: they were
3: fourth and four too bad. Fourth and I, four, so like, even worse.
2: Like,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, even worse. No, know. why like why would you do
2: that? Um, so that was the first fuck up. Then you go into the Oh, you go into overtime, and the Steelers' worst nightmare almost happened. Oh, and yeah, Vegas' worst yeah. nightmare, which I'll get to in a second. Like all the Steelers Steelers needed was someone to win. If there was a tie, Steelers, the Steelers would have been Steelers out. Steelers don't make it, and they both make <laughs> the Chargers and Raiders both make well, it. I- so they're probably cheering and going nuts. Then this goes to overtime and they're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then um and the reason I said the Vegas thing, there were so many tie bets on this game because of mm-hmm. the fact that technically neither team needed to win. Yeah, like it would have been a huge payout. Yeah, to betters if that game ended in a tie.
1: Yeah, it was like millions um, of dollars. But, I think that much. I think I heard.
2: Mm-hmm. But um, and then. Overtime starts, and everyone knows how overtime works. If you score a touchdown on the first possession, game's over. If it's a field Mm -hmm. goal, then it goes to the other team. And if they they score a touchdown, obviously it's over. Field goal ties it, and now it's sudden death to any sort of score. Yeah. First possession, I don't know who started with the ball. First possession, field goal. First possession for the other team, field Field goal. Field goal. Now we're even closer to... Tying, because now overtime. there's been two possessions. Yeah. You're getting even closer. The whole time. How long is overtime? Do you know in the NFL? The ten That's minutes. it? Oh, ten. 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, So there's no scoring the rest of the overtime. They get down to, like, the last, like, minute. And the Raiders have the ball, and they're just running it and they're in, like, the uh, the Chargers side, but, like, they're not, like, going for much. They're just running it. It seems like they're just going to run the clock out because it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's not the regular season. It's you tie this game. You make the playoffs. You yeah. don't strategize for, like, oh, if we, like, we want this matchup in the playoffs or we want this matchup in the playoffs. No. You have a chance to get in the playoffs. You screw up at all like you kick a field goal it could technically like maybe there's only one percent chance but it could be blocked and it could be returned Mm -hmm. you need the ball that's guaranteed that's a hundred percent yeah they're letting it run the chargers call the coach calls a timeout and then that kind of just switches something for the raiders and they're like all right They run it again next play. Josh Jacobs breaks for like 15 yards. They call a timeout with two seconds left and kick a field goal for the win. (laughs) You can watch footage and you could see Eckler talking to, I don't know who it is on the Raiders. He was like number 46, maybe. You could read the lips and like see the reaction of Eckler he asked him if they were going to run the clock out and he said before the timeout yes
1: uh-huh. i think the co- i think the uh the raiders coach even admitted even, it even yeah saying saying like oh did we have thoughts of running the clock out like yeah we we thought about it and then like, the mindset changed when they called yeah. the
2: timeout cuz now it shows this other team if they get the chance is going to go try and win this game mm-hmm. so yeah. now we have to we're yeah. not we're not just going to knee it when they just tried to stop the clock to get the ball back yeah, and they kicked up oh. literally there's two seconds left. They could have let the clock run, but they called a timeout, kicked the field goal game over. Yeah. And now the chargers don't make it because the coach made that bonehead play to call a timeout.
3: Yeah. Cause dude, they don't, they don't call a timeout there. I mean, I understand again, like you don't yeah. know, you don't, you can't see into the other team's mind, obviously, you know, like you're not a, They're not mind readers, but I feel like at that point where there's, you know, the clock's ticking. You've gone through a 10-minute overtime.
1: Yeah, yeah, really. You you, know? Like, you have to be aware if you're the coach of the Chargers that if this game ends in a tie, you make the playoffs, whereas if you lose, you're out. Like, he's got to know that, right?
2: Absolutely. That was just – so. it was – they have been losing that whole game and then they made that comeback he wanted to try and do something, I guess, to try and prove that they came back and won or something. I don't know what the reasoning is, but then again, I don't know what the reasoning was for going for it on fourth and four on your own 25. So the fact that this, I mean, realistically, this team was expected to do a lot better this year because Mm -hmm. Herbert is, uh, ahead of pace when it comes to development. We saw that last year. They have two, or rather one and a half – I don't know what you call Mike Williams because he kind of pandered out the rest of the season. Not pandered out, but, like, he was not what he was to start. You have two solid starting wide receivers, one arguably a star wide receiver in Keenan Allen, and the leading touchdown scorer as a running back. Yeah. Or a leading rushing touchdown. Uh, they blew
3: so many games this year, though. Like that's so many. many- well they blew so many last year and
2: I was like all right you have a rookie quarterback um they're showing promise like they've like they'll be good in the future. This year their team's good and they're still screwing shit up. Yeah. The problem is
3: back, they're a stupid team. And they they're, they're, well because they are run by a stu- they have a stupid coach. Right. Exactly dude like the Raiders, the the Falcons, all those teams in the middle they're stupid. You know they 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 don't they're incompetent. That's a better word. Where they penalties, timeouts. You know what I mean.
2: I just don't get how like it's just so. I get being in the heat of the moment, but like I don't get how it's just so clear to do something or not do something, and you and you are one of thirty two people on this planet that coach an NFL team, Mm -hmm. and you don't know to do that or not do
3: that. And it's like brutal because I dude, on- charges are a much better team. I'm sorry. I mean,
2: they finished with what? I mean, did they finish with a 500 record?
1: What was their
3: the nine final? They, the charge?
2: Uh, like right around
1: 500?
2: They were may, nine it might eight.
1: have been nine and eight, I think. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: not like a bad record, but I don't think that's – I think especially after the start of the season, they are expected to do better than that. They were expected to make the playoffs over the damn Raiders and Steelers. Yeah, um, really. And I mean, like, I'm not one to say like, this man deserves to be fired because, you know, it, at the end of the day, like he's a dude, like it's a job and like, you don't want to wish like poorly on him, but it's like, we look at coaching differently than like other jobs. If I did the, uh, I'm trying to think of what the word is, the if I did something at my job to the same level of, like, mistake as what he made in this game, it doesn't matter my past. I would be gone. Yeah. Like, you – he he just – he made bonehead – two bonehead calls that cost them the main goal of the NFL season. That'd be like if I just literally, yeah. like, just absolutely screwed over my company.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Terrible. So, yeah, it'd be yeah. like he, if it'd be like, it'd be like if Joe Mooned our uh, <laughs> broadcast. He'd be fired from the Water Boys. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, don't give me any ideas, you
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I just can't believe he's not fired yet. The coach of the Dolphins, who's like nineteen and like nine in his last two seasons, got fired.
3: Sure, bro. Yeah, that one that,
2: made, that one
1: I did I just don't understand. That one didn't make much
2: sense. Yeah.
1: Bro, I got Brian the other Ford. two. Like
2: the Bears one made sense. Yeah. Matt Nagy the, uh, hasn't been good. The, Mike Zimmer. The Viking the Vikings one made sense. Because even me and my dad were talking about it the other day. Even though they um you know they've been in the playoffs a little bit the last uh like the time he was there, both times they made a playoff run something weird happened that could have easily gone the other way yeah and they wouldn't have even been in it because you had the the one
1: against the saints the blunder of the bayou right also known as the minnesota miracle to some people but let's mm-hmm. be real that guy made the worst attempt at a tackle I and think i feel I've ever so seen. bad for the dude but it's like
2: <laughs> and you know what i'm so thankful for it because the Vikings went on to lose to the Eagles and were their first loss of their Super Bowl run. Mm. So I, I I love that that happened, but so there's one playoff appearance that this coach made was only because of that. Yep. And then oh, what was the other one? It was some other stupid thing that happened.
1: Uh Oh, it yeah. was
2: um. Was it also against the Saints where? the guy like blatantly hit the receiver way before.
1: Oh, was that the pass interference call? Yes. Was that the yes. against the Vikings too? <sighs> so they were both against oh, the Saints. Wow. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and,
2: Cause that one also sent, I don't know if that was in the playoffs or if that was to get them into the playoffs. I forget which one, but that's another playoff run that this guy. So you look back and it's like, yeah, he made the playoffs a couple times. Both times he should not have.
1: Yeah, really.
2: And I know you got Jefferson in the draft, but that was also by complete and utter luck because the Eagles are dumbasses. Yeah, and then and then you went and lost an All-Pro receiver in Diggs. So it's like, what and they good traded have you really... him
1: too, no less.
2: So what good did you and right? I mean, what did they get in the? I mean, in the trade for Diggs, they essentially
1: got the pick for Jefferson, didn't they? I think so. So I mean, I, I guess I think like I think essentially trading Diggs, I think that was about money, though. Because I it think was. his contract was coming up and they but, didn't
2: want to, you know. <laughs> but it's like, what? what is this coach? I know the Vikings haven't been like a Lions, a Bears, a Jaguars team that, you know, got like two or three wins. But their team is so much better than they have shown. And like, yeah. I mean, they have a top five running back in the league. They have, between the two guys they've had, a top five or so wide receiver in the league. Plus they also have Thielen, which I know he was out this year a good amount, but they had him in the past and didn't do much. So, I mean, I don't, I think that move made sense.
1: Um, yeah. The Miami one did not. The Miami one made absolutely no sense. Dude, uh, and we had.
3: We- oh, dude, Rod, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, bro. But when you start up one and seven and your team wins seven straight games, you're, you know, yeah. You- coach you're a leader you know you have the to problem is
2: i think i think they got to 1 and 7 they made it, the ownership and management made a decision that, but made yeah. the but also made the decision to wait to the end of the season and mm-hmm. not cut a season halfway in short and then that happened yeah. and they and they just had to stick with the decision they made yeah i can't imagine what else would have swayed them to do such a thing especially after that streak i think they had a decision made in the boardroom after that one and seven and then thought they would feel stupid switching it or regret because then they could go into the next season and it could happen again
1: yeah exactly yeah
2: i get where it came from but realistically the results that he i mean he wasn't bad last year either
0: no no.
1: because like how much more could they have been expecting like were they expecting this guy to win it a, a division right. title because in be like one, two seasons with no
2: team oh, the division give me a break right yeah. it'd be one thing which mind you in that time as well four and two against Belichick.
1: Yeah.
3: Um that's nuts.
1: And, and he I, took over for a team that was like one of the most the dysfunctional mm-hmm. in the league I, at the time.
3: Um
2: and what was it? It'd be one thing if last year they also sucked And then this year it was like, all right, maybe it was a fluke that they ended up not sucking after that, like win streak, but they weren't bad last year. So the fluke more likely was the slow start. Yeah. And And especially
1: because I think a lot of it was due to, they had a ton of guys injured. Right. At the time. No
3: one's even thinking about the slow start at starting up. You're in a terrible position, right? And, Again, like I know I, I said this before, but, dude, motivating a team to go out there and compete every Sunday, that takes a lot, mm-hmm. right? I I disagree with the move completely. I think it's not only premature, but just dumb. Yeah. Dude, They starting one in set – guys, can you even think of a team that started off that bad in the past 20 years and had the, the chance, the opportunity in week seven? This- yeah, to off. make
1: the playoffs like they did. Yeah. I I don't know. And they they won week one, right?
3: Yes. And then they is lost it, seven in a row, I think.
1: Right, because it was like
2: the only team that's ever won seven in, or lost seven in a row and then and won, won seven, seven in, a in a row or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Um the other I, thing which I've heard is, and this very well could have something to do with it. Uh what's the coach's name? Do you know Brian Flores? Uh,
1: Brian Flores. Flores.
2: I don't think Flores and management saw eye to eye with Tua. Mm. I don't think Flores is a Tua fan. So Mm. if their coach also isn't all in on a draft pick that they made.
3: Yeah, that
1: could
2: be it too. That could be part of it. Right,
3: Right. That's a good point. That
2: definitely doesn't help his cause. True. It's very
3: true. He's got there. You know, you got to like him. You know, so
2: I mean, yeah. the dude, uh he's he's gonna have a job next year, whether it's as a defensive oh, yeah. coordinator or as a coach or a somewhere.
1: I feel like he could get a head coach, another head coaching job. Oh, he absolutely like can. I just I know, can. know
2: if he doesn't get a head coach, like I know he's a defensive specialist, he will get something.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the other coaching vacancy obviously uh the jaguars head coaching job is open but that's been uh for a while as of today after the complete and utter just embarrassment uh that he showed in week 18 i uh, i showed you guys this on monday what joe judge did
3: oh god in the
1: giants game in week 18 Oh, and my for Lord. those who, who don't know yet what the situation was, it was like halfway through the second quarter. So still the first half of the football game. The Giants had the ball second and 11 at their own two-yard line. And they run a quarterback sneak with Jake Fromm, who gets about two yards, makes it third and nine. And on third and nine, they set up in a heavy formation and run another fourth and inches type of quarterback sneak. And after the game, Joe Judge was asked about it, and he said that on that the second down and third down play, second, 11, third, and nine, in the second quarter of the game, they were playing the, the field position game, trying to make room for their punter instead of attempting to get a first down. Like... I I have I, – I cannot even fathom an NFL football coach playing for a punt on second and third down on your own five-yard line in the second quarter of a game. Like, I get that the Giants were out of it, but come on, dude. Are you serious? And I guess that's why he doesn't have a job anymore.
3: And yeah. it, but oh, it, it's hard to say. Because, listen, bro, the Jets haven't made the playoffs since 2010. And they've been bad, very, very bad, as you guys know, and as I've addressed multiple times. The Giants are worse. Yeah, I agree. That is stunning.
1: Because let's face the facts, like, yeah, the Jets haven't won a lot of games, but at least they do go out and compete in every single game that they Mm -hmm. do play. Whereas it just seems like the Giants, like, halfway through the season – they were already basically out of it and they were like just, oh well, I guess we're done. Let's just give up. Like
3: Yeah, no, they're brutal. <laughs> and it's hard to be bad or worse than Daniel Jones because he was terrible this year. But Fromm is not an NFL quarterback. No. His and he was great in college, but it just didn't translate translate to the NFL. And it's a shame. But I don't know, do you guys Stay with Daniel Jones, right? Like,
2: or do you draft For another now? Quarterback? Just because I don't think any there's no yeah, like
3: there,
1: there's, stunning there's really no quarterback top, in this yeah, draft, which is no the same reason why like in this draft.
3: Okay, let me throw this at you: Russell Wilson's leaving Seattle. Does he go to <laughs> Pittsburgh? Does he go to New York? Russ
1: Russell Wilson. If Russell Wilson, is the last was place given the go. chance. If somebody said, "Hey Russ, you want to go play with the Giants?", he would probably laugh in their face. Oh, there's no shot. I don't think there's any shot. Even if hell froze over, he wants to go somewhere to win. That, yeah, Russell Wilson's gonna want literally... to go somewhere to win. Like not somewhere uh... that needs to like rebuild the entire team. Or well, not yeah, necessarily be... the team. I think their defense, with a you know competent coach is decent, they need to fix the offensive line and get some receivers that are actually going to stay healthy.
2: Which they very well can do, because I'm going to see if I can find a list for it. Uh, the Giants have a shit ton of draft picks this year.
1: Yeah, Uh, as of right now, they are slated. I think they have uh, the, the fourth and seventh overall picks in the draft. It's either four or five, and fifth, I know it's definitely... Fifth and seventh, and then the uh, Jets have four and ten, I believe.
2: Oh, actually, uh, when was this? Year? Yeah, um, right, come on, baby. I'm trying to see why do they not? I don't know why they wouldn't list this anywhere. What? I'm trying to find like all the picks they have this year because they have like oh. a ton of them. Um, okay. So they're five, they're seven. I'm not scrolling through this. All right. There's a lot of them. The only reason I know is I just did a, uh, like a Madden franchise, like online franchise and the guy who's playing as the giants and literally felt like every other pick was like him. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, they definitely have a chance to, uh, to rebuild and get like, they could get O-line, they can get, uh, receivers and not worry about like jeopardizing other positions because they do have so many chances um, to try and get stuff. All
1: right. So round one, it looks like the Giants have two picks round. They do, two in, yeah. uh, They have one in the second, two in the third, uh, one in the fourth, uh, two in the fifth. And one in the sixth.
2: So I mean, you're getting almost uh, two in like half of them. so, yeah, I mean, they, so got, they got they like, got their shots.
1: I uh, didn't quite count, but it it's about. It looked like it rounded out to about ten picks, give or take.
2: So I mean, you hit you hit on even a quarter of them. I mean, yeah, you you get a couple guys.
1: And this particular. Uh, it's a, you know, a Giants website. Uh, Giants Wire uh, has their mock draft. And what does it have them taking with their two first-round picks? Are they both old line Two offensive linemen. I mean, I, I've i got
2: Giants fan friends that say if we take two offensive linemen with our first two picks, I am more than happy with it. So. Oh,
1: yeah. All, yeah, me too. I, I have people that – because that was the thing, like – when Dave Gettleman became the GM, that was like one of the big things he said Uh, when we had my friend Kyle on a couple of weeks ago. He mentioned it. Gettleman said, okay, my one of my biggest concerns is fixing the offensive line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, he didn't do that. No. Because he, he never drafted any offensive linemen. He just took chances in free agency that didn't work.
0: Mm-hmm. What is that?
1: So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Giants Giants have a lot of work to do. Uh, but let's get on into the wild card weekend matchups we got coming up. That span for the first time ever, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday this week with the expanded playoffs. So starting Saturday night, we have uh, two 10-7 teams, the Bengals at home uh, hosting the Raiders at Saturday at 4.30, And then Saturday at 8.15, we have the Patriots traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. That should be a great matchup. Uh, Then Sunday at 4.30 – or no, Sunday at 1 o'clock, we have the Eagles traveling down to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. 4.30, we have the 49ers traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys – and Sunday night, we have the Steelers in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And rounding out Wild Card Weekend, we have the Cardinals in Los Angeles to take on the Rams on Monday night. So that is like every single one of those matchups. Very intriguing. It is, it is almost like a must-watch. Mm-hmm type of matchup outside of, like, I'm I'm sorry, Nick, but the Buccaneers and the Eagles might be the one unless, you know, you never know the Eagles. I mean, yeah. Could, it's going to be an easy, very it's well. be
2: an easy Eagles win. So
1: <laughs> I mean,
2: who are, who'd you say the
1: 49ers are playing? The
2: Cowboys. Oh, okay. Oh, right, right, right. Um, um uh, I mean, but yeah, I, I mean, would think that should be a easy game for the Cowboys. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, did the did
3: we talk I, about our Super Bowl picks. Did we do what? that season Super Bowl picks? I don't remember I, if we picked.
1: I don't remember if we did. I believe actually, uh, I think we've done it a couple times. Like
3: you recorded the the our picks on his phone. I recorded what? Let me see if I did Super Bowl.
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't. Remember I, if I, we did. I I know we I
2: mentioned just did a couple the uh, the like over under. I don't know if I did this.
1: I know we've mentioned it a couple times, and like one of the big consensus picks we had was the Packers and the Chiefs. Mm. I think were, I we're was really kind of like a consensus. Yeah, but I I don't think we actually recorded that. But yeah, all all these matchups definitely going to be interesting. Uh, you know, and. All the Lions really, except the one of them, are all pretty close. Cause you have the Bengals favored by five and a half over the Raiders. Uh the Bills are favored by four over the Patriots. The Cowboys only favored by three uh over the Niners. Uh Buccaneers, eight and a half over the Eagles. Uh the Rams, four over the Cardinals, and then the biggest one the Kansas city chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites over the Steelers. So I'm guessing they're thinking that the Steelers offense is basically just done. Cause that, that's the only reason I could think for that, that spread to be double digits. Cause I know the Steelers have a good defense. I know the chiefs, you know, offense is able to do prolific things, but the Steelers have a good defense so I'm really thinking if it's 12 and a half, they're thinking this is going to be like a 24 to like 10 victory for the chiefs or something like that. It's really, really the only thing I could think why it would be 12 and a half.
3: Like if we're talking upsets right now, the, the Steelers, because they've been such an inconsistent team this year, but it, like on paper, if you think about it, bro, with Dante Johnson, with Naj- Najee Harris, Chase, mm-hmm. Chase Claypool. Chase uh, Claypool,
0: I know, I know.
3: Chase I know. Claypool,
1: I, I, I don't know, But man. in terms of talent, nothing, yeah. not
3: nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, in terms of talent, he's, he's a solid player. They have players there. You know, Ben can, again, like, I know he, he's signed a lot in the past five seasons, but he's going to give it everything he's got. Like, this is his last game.
0: Yeah.
3: Talking upset. That game's in Kansas City, right? Yeah. There's no way this yeah. Okay. I don't think the Steelers would win outright, but I do think it'll be a little bit closer than people think.
1: Yeah. That's,
3: that's just my I'm, first.
1: Yeah, I'm saying that 12 and a half seems like a, a, a bit much. Points. Yeah, that's a lot. That's almost, that's almost two touchdowns.
2: What I'm going to say is if that game is close, Chiefs don't have any chance making it far in these playoffs if they – play a close uh, yeah. game
1: with the Steelers oh, in the first round. I, yeah. I could see that. Uh but you know, Joe, if you're talking about upsets, I'm looking at two games here. I could very well see and I mean and honestly almost three, one that I hope really not. Uh honestly the Bengals, I, I think the Bengals will be able to take care of the Chargers. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are just on a you know on another level chemistry wise. Jamar the Chase Raiders? Uh, yeah, over the Raiders. Okay. And Jamar Chase, obviously, we know what he did the last few weeks of the season. Uh, outside of Week 18, he just he was just balling out. Um, but as far as upsets, the Patriots and the Bills.
0: That's going to be a good game.
1: That's going to be a really good game. I could potentially see the Patriots taking that one, and what would be an upset. And the other one that you almost would technically be an upset but you almost couldn't really necessarily consider it an upset would be the Cardinals beating the Rams because I know technically the Rams are the higher seed it's going to be in LA (laughs) but you know think about what the Rams went through in order to get into that you know position it you know took DeAndre Hopkins getting hurt and the Cardinals going through a really rough time in the end of the season. And, you know, the Rams honestly kind of limped into the playoffs. Like Matthew Stafford has not really been playing that well. Mm -mm. You know, the defense has been a little shaky recently. So, I, I mean, I don't know. Again, I don't know if I would technically consider it a full upset if the Cardinals did win, but according to, you know, the odds and everything. That would be considered an upset.
3: Well, guys, let let me let me fill you guys out. Like, what, what, what pick, what teams do you guys like? I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals. Yeah. I would not be
2: surprised if we see them in at least the AFC championship.
1: Uh, I, mm, yeah, that's that'd be a good one because you figure. If the Bengals win, who uh, – so they're
2: Because they play what? You said This their first game so is against, against the – Against the Raiders. They – I mean, that should be a win. Yeah.
1: That and would be a win, but then – NFL
2: reseeds right, in the playoffs?
1: Uh, yeah, because it would be the lowest seed would then go to Tennessee. Uh, so it would depend on who wins.
2: So who could it be between that Bengals would play next?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think the, uh, the Bengals ended up with what the second seed. I think no, it couldn't be because the bills have the better record. Now the chiefs have a better record. So chiefs are number two bills are number three. Bengals are number four, which puts the Raiders at five. Yeah. Six and seven. So they would be four. So let's just say, just for the purpose of this, let's say the Chiefs win. They're mm-hmm. the number two seed, so they wouldn't be going. And you know what? I wouldn't put it past it. I I, I would think maybe the Patriots beat the Bills.
2: So I, I think it's the winner of that Patriots-Bills game most likely, right? Because uh, yeah, the so Chiefs two... would play – because the or the Titans no. will play the so lowest the, seed.
1: So if the Patriots won – they, yeah, they would be the lowest seed. But if the Bills want it, – yeah, it hinges on that Bills-Patriots team game. Mm. So say the Bengals win. If the Bills win, then the Bengals go to Tennessee.
2: Oh, and they could beat Tennessee. I,
1: and I think – good... but it depends, though. De- I think Derrick Henry might be back for the playoffs.
2: That's terrifying if he is.
1: If he is. But if the Patriots win, then the Patriots would go to Tennessee, and mm. the Bengals would then go – To Kansas City. City.
2: That's a tough one, but that's I mean they beat them this year, didn't they? Uh,
1: I think they did. Yeah. So I just
2: wouldn't. I wouldn't put it. Put I don't think you could put it past them. I think the Bengals are a team to watch out for in the uh, the AFC. I
3: agree. I I triple agree.
2: Hmm. Um, another one, real quick to mention, just because you know how. how successful they've been in history, and just the defense they have. I mean, despite having a rookie quarterback, I could see the Patriots making some sort of noise.
1: Yeah, that's what. Like I'm saying, I wouldn't be surprised if they at least. Beat I think the, the Bills.
2: Patriots beat the Bills.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, it's very I had possible to guess now.
2: The Bills have not been consistent this year. I don't know what their deal is. I think the Patriots beat the Bills.
1: I I think that's very possible. You know what? I think re- it it really could be is well, so, I think the Bills' defense has been a little inconsistent. And I think the fact that the Bills just have dis- kind of decided not to try and even establish any, like, run game identity. They need to get some sort of running back. I, I think it is is starting to hurt them because Josh Allen cannot do every, any everything.
2: He tries. I, he runs. Oh, he,
1: yeah, but it's like it, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass at some point.
2: It is, and because because they have receivers, yeah, they could obviously use a little more. But like they have receivers, they, they have, have a decent tight end. They have a decent tight end. They just, they. I mean, who's their running back? Is it that Singletary guy? Yeah, I Devin don't even Devin Singletary. I mean, you need to, if you get like even a semi elite running back on that team that you have to respect. I mean that puts them over the edge. That's what they yeah. need. Yeah. Um. And I mean, you just saw so many guys this year that were bench guys that showed out like a Damian Williams, like a uh, what was the uh, Javante Williams? Mm. Um. Ch- is it Chuba or Chubba, whatever yeah, Chuba? Whatever. Chuba Hubbard is on, on, on Carolina. Carolina. Yeah. Um. i mean, nah there's a million of them that did really well, even uh, what's, Alex Collins, I think the yeah. Seattle guy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think are going to be potentially moving this off season. I don't know if any of them are free agents or not, um, but the bills need some sort of upgrade at running back. Cause you're right. They don't try there. It's like,
1: you, I mean, they don't have
2: any sort of running game besides Josh Allen.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah cuz I'm looking right now Devin Singletary is listed as their starting running back. Uh he got 8 uh 188 carries for 870 yards on the season which uh, honestly a little bit more than I thought but still like eh. uh and then their second running back is Zach Moss. They used to who had 96 carries for 345 yards on the season, which is nothing. Like, both their both their running backs are averaging less than five yards a carry. And then their third running back is Matt Breida.
3: Oh, I remember him.
1: Uh, who had 26 carries for 125 yards on the season.
3: Yeah, so they need some help there. And Dude, then, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Guys, don't be surprised if it's oh. New England and Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Oh, Tampa Bay's losing in the first round. Back, <laughs> I hope you're right. I don't because know. Even like I can't, Good, I can't. I can't do another Brady.
2: And I mean, they, despite him being a head case, Antonio Brown was having a great season. You no longer have him. Yeah. Mike he- Evans. Mike Evans is back from injury. But, you know, he's just returning from us. So you don't know if he's 100%. They have no Godwin. They have no Fournette. I mean, that's the majority of their offense that they had all season. Not there.
1: Yeah. And then, so, okay, I mean, so so get this. Josh Allen on the season, 122 attempts, 763 yards for 6.3 yards per carry so was average. that
2: was that more than singletary i forgot what you said for him
1: it was about a hundred yards less than singletary
2: which is what is that so wild <laughs>
1: he was the second leading rusher on the team and he's their quarterback and like second by like a close amount yeah by like a decent amount and like i said Devin singletary's like yards per carry was like 4.8 josh allen 6.3
2: That's wild. Yeah, like, no, they need they need to get some help there.
1: They yeah, they need a running game. They do. But uh, I think we've talked enough football for tonight. Uh, before we get into the NBA, let's get into it. It is time we have some cooler talk. And you know what, Nick, I will let you go first on this one.
3: Oh, well, thank you. Um,
2: so there was an article that came out about this about four weeks ago, and I actually marked it down to talk about on the show, and I forgot to ever bring it up. So this is my stalling at the cooler—a story that I thought about a few weeks ago. Story. Um, our boy Zion Williamson. Mm, yes, there is a ton of debate going on with him, just in general. Of you no. Know, is that, like, it started with, like, even though he started off slow, he'd still be the first overall pick if you redid this draft. Then it gets to the point, uh, you might take Ja at this point over. Like, people were talking last year if they would take uh, Ja over Zion in the draft if it was redone. Now, that's guaranteed, I think. And now it's like, is Zion a busted pick? At least for the Pelicans, whether or not he ends up being like successful in general, I don't know. That's a whole different story. But, um, I mean, there's a lot of like circulation going around him or whatnot. So this article kind of pits Zion up against two NBA players. And one of those NBA players is Joel Embiid. Zion Williamson has played 85 games in three seasons, in his first three seasons. Joel Embiid, we we look at that and think, that's terrible, like we're terrified, like this dude's never, like he's like, bad pick. Joel Embiid played 31 games in his first three seasons. And now he's number one if not number two center in the league and just literally carrying the Sixers on their back. On the other hand, Greg Oden played 82 games in his first three seasons. So we are now to the point that Zion Williamson is being compared to Greg Oden.
1: Mm.
2: I'll throw another one at you.
1: Ouch. Ouch
2: um they're both big men so we'll throw out that out there with the comparison Mm -hmm. he keeps being pushed back and back even more he just had an injection in his foot zion um where is the other one uh another comparison the 2019 NBA draft was Zion Williamson number one and John Morant two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If you go back to the 2007 draft, it was Greg Oden number one and Kevin Durant number two.
0: <laughs>
2: so the the official tweet from Sham Sharania was. Pelican Zion Williamson continues to experience soreness in his surgically repaired right foot and is likely to be shut down from basketball activities for time being, sources tell me. So he had that mystery surgery in the offseason that no one knew about until NBA media day because he showed up in a boot. Mm -hmm. They said he'd be ready by the first week of the season. Then I got pushed to two weeks. Then I got pushed to a month. Now they're saying he's still experiencing soreness On this foot, he, or foot, ankle, on this foot that he just had surgery on. This is not good for this man. And I just want to know, like, what are your opinions on Zion? Do you think he has a future as a Pelican? Do you think he has a future in general? Is this all being, I don't think overreact is the right word because it is horrific things going on with him. But like, are we jumping too soon to say his career is already over? I, I I mean saying that coming out of my mouth feels a bit absurd, but I mean where, where are you guys at on the Zion front?
3: Dude, I think he has a future as a garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god. Oh, that is a clip for an intro. Brutal. Imagine this- I was what'd you say? <laughs> no, okay. Oh. Christmas. I think he doesn't have the durability to, to to play a full season, and unless if he like you know really slims down, which again he has the capabilities to do so. He's a big guy. There's a lot of weight on those knees. There's a lot of weight. They um, said that he. They said he was up to three thirty at one point.
1: Yeah, that's, like that, recently that's, too.
2: That's ridiculous. How so do you even? Maybe, maybe that's why you're having foot issues.
3: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know how many calories you burn. Playing basketball?
2: Well, He ain't playing if, basketball. I can tell you that. Yeah, much. well, he hasn't
1: been playing basketball for a while. <sighs>
2: that uh, that I mean, him getting drafted to New Orleans where they got jambalaya wasn't the best thing to happen <laughs> for
1: him. Yeah, he's probably been eating a lot of crawfish.
2: And you know, we're not one to to wait shame. So get out of yeah. here with that.
1: Yeah. He's
2: a professional athlete.
1: Yes, is, is, Get your
2: shit together. Yeah. Like, it very well could be part of the reason you're, you can't tell me that if this dude weighed like 240 or 260, that, that foot would be feeling exactly the same as true, trying to yeah. carry around 300 pounds. It's very true. And it's not like he's like one of these traditional centers that are. Like, I guess you would call him a center. I really don't know what you call him. I but, like think he's not a traditional he's big man. As a power forward, power forward. He's I not think. a traditional. Like it'd be one thing if he was walking around three thirty and he was like seven foot, which yeah. is still a bit too much. Because I, I mean, I don't know what like like for example, what do what do we think our boy Stephen Adams weighs? Because he is a large. Uh, ma- Stephen Adams is two fifty. Yeah. Let's hear. So
1: did you say two fifty?
3: two 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 thirty eight that's my prediction
1: i would say more like maybe two eighty
2: so steven wow. adams is steven adams is listed at 611 249 wow, wow. i was oh yeah you yeah Joe, they okay. really they really boned you with that <laughs> with that two forty nine and not just yeah. rounding to two fifty that that's kind of screwy <laughs> But even like here, Joel and B, the guy they were just comparing him to. Yeah, Joel and Bead is seven foot two sixty.
1: Two sixty.
2: Okay. So that means Zion yeah. at one point had seventy pounds on a guy that because how tall is Zion? Zion's six six.
1: Oh wow! I was gonna say six eight. Easy a oh what? Wow. Zion shit. is six six. Wow.
2: So I don't know. I don't know what the deal. I mean. Because now, like, you 100% are taking John Moran in a redraft.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Now, the
1: question is –
2: here, I'll ask you guys this. If you're redrafting, do you take someone else above Zion at second? I'm trying to figure out what – remember what the other names were. One of them Uh... is R.J. Barrett. My boy. My dog. Joe, you're Um... a Knicks fan. If you – had to go in right now knowing what you know and not knowing how this carries out in the future, and you had the choice to make that second pick for the Knicks. Are you taking Zion?
3: So I know that he's not – that he has the injury issues and he can't play, right? Like, I know all this or I don't know? Like,
2: you know everything we know now. You just don't know going forward what's going to happen.
3: I would not draft him.
2: You would yeah. not draft him? I would. Him. Tell me which one of these players, like, so you would pick RJ Barrett before Zion?
3: Yes, I mean, again, my, my I'm biased because I, no,
2: I, I I think I I might agree. I mean, Ryan, where are you on that one?
1: I don't know. I'm I'm looking at the draft right now. That's what I'm
2: looking at right and, now because there are some players in here that like. I'm looking at that number five. I think mm, that's who getting, I was looking at. The, I yeah. think we're getting close to saying Darius Garland might mm-hmm. be.
1: Number two, before
2: Zion, and then Mm -hmm. if you even go a little farther, I mean, let's get dangerous. Are we taking Tyler Hero? (laughs) Oh, dude, he he went off in the bubble. (laughs) He did like,
1: I'm trying to say, are there any other names in here? I'm guessing no. Um, but I mean, yeah, Darius Garland is definitely a name, uh, honestly. I'm even looking at Hachimura.
2: Oh, my God. Could
0: move I mean, up that, a little bit.
2: He would move up. He's not – like, he's uh, yeah, not getting into – I think if you're redrafting, it's, yeah, going jaw, about, it's going Ja – it's going Ja, Garland, and then that's I, when I think Zion still steps in. It's probably a coin flip between Zion and Barrett, depending on your yeah. opinion on Zion. And mm-hmm. then you're getting to players like – I think DeAndre Hunter stays up there. Um, yeah. I think, I think Washington moves up a lot higher. Hachimura. Cam-, Cam Johnson. Hachimura might stay there, and it's just that 6, 7, and 8 in front of yeah. him get switched out.
1: Yeah. Because he's cause definitely think...
2: better than – Jackson Hayes sucks. I yeah do not like him. He's useless. Uh, Kobe White, I, I like. I –
1: I don't think we've really seen enough of him yet, though. We
2: haven't, and he kind—he had a good season with Chicago when they like. Yeah, used when they needed him, him too. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how much he plays now. I don't. So yeah.
1: I don't think there's very much. Um,
2: and then Jarrett Culver is. Do you even? Could you? Either of you know? Because he was drafted to Minnesota. Either of you have any idea what team he's on right now? Because I'll tell you this: he was traded, and he is not on
1: Minnesota. Yeah, he was traded. It says, drafted by Phoenix, traded or, to Minnesota. Right. But
2: the, that was the um, like Phoenix picked him technically, and then yeah. he was traded. Like, Minnesota technically got the pick. But, like, do you know what team he's on right now? Because he is um, not on Minnesota. Uh, and I will tell you, he's the 15th man on this roster. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay, so maybe. Um,
2: I'll give you a Western conference.
1: No, because wasn't he just?
2: Uh, I'm he. He gets minutes. This team, like okay. this team, is deep. Like they have, like, like their thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth guy, like play good basketball when they've needed them on the court.
3: Oh, so then it's a decent team, then. It is a good
1: team. I, I'm, I'm, are... I'm, I'm really trying to. I, I'm avoiding clicking on his name right now because I want to guess this. I think it's not you, Taja. I okay. think I have an idea. Is it? Memphis
2: it is Memphis
1: wow big men because I I thought I remembered I'm like wait a minute I think I remember seeing his name in a box score recently against the Nets Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that but then it kind of threw me off when you're like he's the 15th man on the team so I'm like wait so does he not play am I wrong like he doesn't most games
2: he doesn't play but there's been especially with the uh you know, all the players out recently, there's Mm -hmm. uh, some games where he does, they're a deep, like they're like, they have another guy, um, uh, John Conchar. They have a guy Mm -hmm. named uh, uh, Pons Santi Aldama. Like all these guys are like, their 12, 13, 14, 15 guy. They get minutes and they play well. It's part of the reason why that Memphis team is so damn good. Yeah. Um,
1: And I just saw, I, I did finally click on his page. Uh, he doesn't just play for the Grizzlies, he does play for their G League team yeah, as well. He, he switches between I, the Hustle and to, the Grizzlies, yeah. I have to say, that's a pretty cool name. The Memphis Hustle,
2: it is a cool name. Me- no, Memphis is good with that.
1: I like that.
3: Robinson, what the? Flag. Um,
2: which, if let me see if I could find, it. oh. Did I tell you guys... And then, Ryan, we can switch over to your water, top, or Joe, whoever goes next. Did I ever tell you guys the... Um, just because you said the Memphis uh, G League team, the hustle, did I ever tell you guys about the Memphis Minor League Baseball team this past summer? Yeah wow. like, Okay, so... Uh, they're... They're the Memphis Redbirds. But... On the weekend of August 20th and 21st, because it's Memphis, it was Memphis Ribs weekend. They rebranded their team for two games. One game, they were team wet rib. And one game, they were team dry rub. jerseys and logos (laughs) and all. They had merch online, everything. I almost bought a team wet rib minor league baseball jersey (laughs) because I'd be like, what in the hell is this? I imagine you can't get them anymore, but... I just had to share not. that. I had to share that, and then like you could get T-shirts or like hats that said "Team Wet" or "Team Dry." Oh. Like it was <laughs> oh, the most absurd is... thing.
1: That is so bad because that could be taken in. Oh, such... it could go so
2: many other ways, oh. but you know it's. It... <laughs> Let me see. Let me see if I can find a picture of
3: like the logos. Baseball team.
2: Yeah. Here, look. Here's uh, if it loads. Oh, come on, why is it blurry?
3: That guys, this is terrible.
2: <laughs> oh my god. It, it, it's blurry, so it's hard to see, but these are the jerseys. One of them's wearing wet rib, the other one's wearing dry rub.
3: Oh, oh, I looked at that. That's so funny. Oh god.
0: Oh
2: geez. Uh oh, here's one of the hats. So it's like Memphis. It says Memphis, but it's like on a rib.
1: Oh, okay. They yeah, wore yeah. that
2: in-game. <laughs> So, I just had to share that, but, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh the path for uh for Zion from here on out
1: yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting,
2: uh, hopefully just, not a Greg Odin uh, yeah
1: case yeah we we'll, we'll we'll see I just the thing i'm I'm gonna mention about that real quick I don't not sure he has a future with the Pelicans, okay maybe somewhere else if he, if he could figure something out but oh, we just lost nick um but yeah i don't know if zion has a future with the pelicans i i feel like maybe somewhere else but i i just i don't know is there some, something of, i feel like there's something about new orleans that's just kind of something about that franchise that's just kind of rocky
3: so <laughs> So you said specifically in New Orleans, but so you would still give him a shot elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I I feel like another team would give him a shot. I just, I feel like I don't know if it's going to work out for him in New Orleans.
3: Chewback says my Zoom started to hit me with an update. With an
1: update. Nice. Gotta love it. All right. Well. So you know what? Then I'm gonna hold off uh, until hopefully he can get back to uh, for my cooler talk thing because I really want him to uh, be here to hear it as well. Yeah. So while while he's not here, let's get into some NHL and what we can go over some of that. Uh,
3: real quick. Dude, I can't say much about the Islanders. They don't play.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they, d- he doesn't play. <laughs> like what's yeah? The a, lot, a lot. A lot of teams are still getting hit with uh. Games being postponed uh, recently. Uh, yeah, a lot of these other teams are getting up, you know, 35, 37 games played. The Islanders is still sitting at 28 uh, games played on the season.
3: And you know what that means, though, Ryan? They're going to try and jam these games. Yeah. Right?
1: Into Later a the short
3: sc- period of time. Which is not good. No. That's – the hockey players, they're used to playing – Mm-hmm. One game, day off. One game, yeah. day off. like it's another typically, or maybe yeah. one game, then two days, like vice, whatever the case is. Yeah, or you know,
1: back to back, then they get a couple days off,
3: right? But by the way, it looks, dude, at this point in time, the honors are going to be playing every day, come March and April down the stretch, yeah. dude. Which they're going to be not-
1: playing like back to back, day off, back to back, day off, game, day off, back to back. Like
3: that's dude, tough. Dude, to- it's not only is it difficult, but
1: yeah.
3: you're trying to make a playoff push, and it, you're going to be playing good teams. Like yeah. we, we talked about this with your boy, everybody's mm-hmm. everybody's sick. It, it's not going to be easy. And at this point, I I'm concerned, I, incredibly concerned. Because, dude, I love playoff hockey, but I love watching the Islanders in the playoffs. And the fact that they there's a very good chance they won't be playing in it this year is it sucks.
1: Yeah. that It's tough. And unfortunately this season has been pretty bad. Oh, Nick's back or coming back. Um, but yeah, just uh, one more, uh, you know, quick thing about NHL before we get back uh, to the cooler talk now that Nick has updated. Uh, And come back. Zoom, what are you doing today? (laughs) You can't (laughs) update in the middle of the water bowl. In the middle of the show. Uh, You know, Rangers have stumbled a little bit recently. Uh, They fell on some hard times uh, losing a few games recently, but they're still up there. They're 23, 10, and 4, 50 points on the season. Realistically, you know, right there uh, to make the playoffs in the division. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Penguins have absolutely been scorching hot recently, uh, probably the absolutely hottest team uh, in the NHL. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I, I would have told you, like, okay, maybe they'll make a wild card, but I'm not really worried about them. Well, all of a sudden, the Pittsburgh Penguins through 35 games are now 21-9-5, and 5, uh, as I believe they're, like, I think they're like 11 and one in their last 12 games or something like that. Uh, they, they have been absolutely ridiculous recently. And I I'm, I'm starting to worry about the penguins a little bit. Uh, Rangers have, you know, hit some roadblocks with COVID mostly. Uh, Panarin just came back from being in COVID protocols. Uh, Shisterkin, I believe was in, was in COVID protocols. I believe they, they're hoping he might be back for the game in San Jose tomorrow night. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see.
3: I'll tell you, Ryan, you guys have a very good tandem with Shosturkin and Georgiev. Yeah, Georgiev. Very good. Because I thought Varlamov and Sorokin, like, a very good one, too. And you look at the other teams in the league there. I mean, you know, there's a couple that are like, damn, you know, they have a pretty good duo, but... I'll tell you, like, the Rangers is very good. Like, they're in good shape, yeah. and they're both too.
1: Yeah. The uh, only thing is, uh, with Georgiev, his contract is going to be coming up soon, and it, it's looking more likely than not that he's going to end up getting traded this year.
3: I mean, you could get something for him, which...
1: Oh, absolutely.
3: Very, like, that. that's awesome. You know, you get a, another forward or another wing, you know, like, whatever. Like...
1: Yeah. So uh, we'll see, but uh, that's that for NHL. Now that Nick is back, we can get back to the topic I have at hand for Cooler Talk. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, this is very fitting, not only for me, but just really in general, because as I had mentioned, uh, this event took place January 14th of 2021, which will be one year to the date on Friday that the Brooklyn Nets acquired James Harden from the Houston Rockets. And I think I'm going to take some time here, and I want to get your guys' opinion on a little review of how this trade has worked out so far. And just as a reminder, here's how the trade worked out. The Nets landed uh, James Harden, as well as a second-round pick in 2024. Um, As part of this trade, Jared Allen and Torian Prince went from the Nets to the Cavaliers. Uh, Karis Levert and Rodion's Kuroots went to uh, Houston. Oh, no, went, went with went to Houston. Lavert was then swapped to Indiana, uh, along with first-round picks in 2022, 2024, and 2026, as well as pick swaps last year, 2023, 2025, and 2027. Uh, and the Rockets also ended up getting Dante Exum and a 2022 first-round pick. Uh, from Cleveland via Milwaukee in that trade. Now, to start my thoughts, I will say the team as of right now, as of this moment, the team that I believe won this trade is the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: Oh, 100%.
1: Because let's be completely honest – Yes, there have been nights since James Harden has been a net that he has performed like MVP-type James Harden, but I feel like there have been more nights where he has just been kind of like okay to not so good, James Harden, whereas Jared Allen in Cleveland, at this point in time, I truly believe... Is I I want I want to say Let's see one two I I want to say at least the fifth best center in the NBA right now because I'm thinking Joel Embiid mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Giannis is a power forward, so I'm not. Gonna no, not going to Not going to count him. I'm thinking Rudy Gobert.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he has to be up there.
1: And DeAndre Ayton. Okay. Maybe. So maybe Allen number four and and Ayton number five. But other than that, like other than those five, who who. Are we thinking are like the top right other now. centers? In I mean, the
2: NBA? I mean, do you take right now by PER rating, which player efficiency rating? You hit it head on. Jared Allen is five.
1: He is five. Okay, there it go. goes.
2: Let's see if you can guess who the other one is because Jokic it... is one.
1: Okay,
2: Embiid is two. Embiid Gobert is, two. is three. Three Allen is five,
1: and it's someone not... is four. It's not DeAndre eight. No,
2: nah, he's – I don't even – where is he? Aiden's 12th.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, now,
2: again, this is based off of this, like, very, yeah. like, heavy, like – Like, to give you an example, Isaiah Hartenstein is number six.
1: I don't even know who that is.
2: He's, yeah, I think, I the backup – I think he's the backup on the Clippers. He averages 16 and a half minutes a game. So, I mean, he plays.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: But, like, so he's 6 – JaVale McGee is seventh, oh, Porzingis geez. is eight, Towns is nine, Willie Hernan Gomez is ten. So it's Great. basically how good it's how good you are in the minutes you play. Yeah, yeah
1: okay. Um, but uh, who's
2: number four, number four is, gonna... is I'm not gonna say he's on the level of Jokic Embiid, and Biden Gobert, but he is a good player. And I'll give you this. He's on a new team this year.
3: Vucevic. It's not
1: Vucevic. I wish. Because he got traded to the Bulls last year. That's
2: true, too. Uh,
0: uh,
1: Steven Adams?
2: Actually, I just happened to screw. Funny enough, Vucevic and Steven Adams are right next to each other at 38th and 39th.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so I was way off. I'm trying to think, who are the centers in the league anyway? Like it's like so hard to name the centers in the league now because the, a lot of them like a lot of them just don't mean as much as they used to. I'll say to this
2: guy is, he's an undersized center, but he does only play center like a uh, kind of like the idea of like a PJ Tucker, but like he own like, it's not like he in small ball, they play him at center. Like he's a center but he's undersized.
3: I have no idea.
2: Let me try and get.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm...
2: Um, he... That's going to give it away. He's been on three teams and the one he was on before this was only on for a year.
1: That doesn't help me either.
2: So the team he just came from spent one year there. Younger player. There's one more hint I can give, but it's going to give it away, I think.
1: East or West?
2: He is in the East. He's he came the east. from the West.
1: Came from the West to the East. Who just signed Who signed a center this offseason?
2: Um, yeah, it was here. Actually, it was in the offseason. It was a trade. I was, it was a big trade. A very big trade.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Trez. Yep. Montrez Harold. Montrez okay.
2: Harold. Oh. Because he, even in the beginning of the season, in these, like, advanced, like, I remember mentioning it on the show, in these, like, advanced, like, statistic, like, uh, like, programs these guys have, in the MVP ladder, he was in the top 10 for like a good like month of Man. the NBA. Um, so yeah, he's uh he's number four, but back to your point. I mean, Jared Allen definitely is up there. The other guys that you would have to mention besides Jokic Embiid, and Biden, Gobert. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him, but Towns is playing well this year. So, I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's obviously much more of an offensive threat than yeah, uh, Allen is. Allen has the defense on him. But then you have uh, some other guys that are just worth mentioning. Um you know, God, are there guys I mean, Bam is a guy that uh, I would probably bam. take that's, that's above him. Of, yeah. Um, I don't know. Would you take Clint Capella over Jared Allen? It's a close one. That's uh, close. Jonas Valanciunas is a close one. I mean, he's been despite New Orleans sucking, he has been oh, incredible. About Valanciunas. Um, so there's a few guys, but I think Alan is like a, but uh, I don't want to say top 10 because I think that hurts him. Like I would say like top eight easily. He's top 10, like easy. Yeah. And once you get to like debating, I don't know if he fits five, but I think you even at like, he hits, you're going to say his name before number 10. Yeah. Um, and then just back <clears throat> to how you said, like who won that trade, like even though you just like talk that up, it'd be dumb to say James Harden isn't a better player than Allen. But winning trade-wise, what Cleveland gave up to get Allen versus what the Nets gave up to get Harden. I That's where I agree that I think they won that trade. And now granted, yeah. there are multiple teams involved. So it's not like the Nets are the only one that got like, and it is, they didn't get screwed. They got James Harden. They got one of the greatest yeah. players of all time. Um, but just based on what you had to deal, I do think Cleveland did very well in that trade, and I mean, that's part of the reason why they're so good this year.
1: Yeah, and because think about it, Jared Allen right now averaging 16.9 mm-hmm. points, 10.9 rebounds a game.
2: That's pretty damn good.
1: And he's still only 23 years old.
3: Oh, he's so young, bro. And I,
1: you know, I know You know, COVID and injuries and stuff like that has, you know, I think has had something to do with it. Because don't get me wrong, do you know, do I like James Harden at this point? Like, has he proved that he's like an all in? Well, maybe not all in, but like, you know, do do I think he is the, you know, kind of like. I, I, I have a different opinion of of him now because when they first traded for him, I was like, really? Like James Harden, like I, I thought he was kind of like, you know, like the slacker, like only really yeah, kind of cared him about himself beginning. type mm-hmm. of guy. But at least now I know, especially after the playoffs last year, when it was like, okay, he was playing on the injured hamstring against the Bucks, but he realized like, it's either sit out and we're definitely going to lose, or I play with this injury and at least give us a shot. And he played to at least give the Nets a shot. And that proved to me like, okay, at least I know he is a team player. Like he wants to win. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what the hell is going on with him? Mostly because again, has he had games where he's been MVP level? Yes. But at the same time, he's had so many more games where it's like, like he, he he said in interviews early in the season oh well i'm, I'm kind of trying to figure out my role right now and it's like like what like what, what do you mean figure out your role like what like what what are you talking about and there's like so many other games because the biggest thing i've seen one since he's come to the nets it his three-point shooting now is like God awful most of the time. Yeah,
2: it's been bad.
1: Like I, I just don't understand how he was one of the best three-point shooters in the league in Houston, and now come to Brooklyn, all of a sudden he's like barely middle of the pack.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just no, like it's
2: very I, odd.
1: I don't know, and obviously there's still time for them to figure things out, which is another thing that I'll, I'll, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about when we're talking NBA specifically. About what's going on with the Nets right now, because I'm just like at a loss. But it's just, yeah, what the Nets had to give up, especially that draft capital. You know, thinking they gave up three, you know, three first round picks. They they're swapping picks in four other, you know, in four other drafts. And yeah, just what they had to give up to get him, especially getting rid of Karis LeVert who was a great guy coming off the bench for the Nets, you know, the point guard of that second unit. And then giving up Jared Allen, like one of of the best up-and-coming centers in the league. Like, don't get me wrong, I like Nicholas Claxton, and I think he has the opportunity to become like a decent center for the Nets. But you had Jared Allen, who not only could put up numbers on the offensive side, he was a star-studded rim protector, Mm -hmm. which is something that is absolutely killing the Nets right now, that they have absolutely no resistance in the paint right now defensively. Like, none whatsoever. So,
2: yeah, I mean, it's interesting to think about where this team is if they never make that trade and they have all that depth, uh, especially in this season where they kind of needed it, so... Uh, be very interesting to see where they'd be,
1: yeah. So, Joe, unless you have any other thoughts on that, uh, if you have a topic you would like to mention, go right ahead.
3: Uh, Thank you, Ryan. Now, I want to stick with basketball, right? Because is it anything or basketball? It is is anything, anything you want. I'll, I'll stick with the basketball, uh, theme because. You know, that's what you guys went with. And I actually, Huback's not going to like this. I saw a video Mm. on Twitter. Huback might have seen it. Oh, I think I I know um, where this is going. You know, do you really? I think I know. Here, you say it. You say it, and then I'll... I'm going to
2: predict, because it. you said it has to do with me, and I wouldn't be upset or anything over anything magic-related, because why would you bring it up magic shit? So then that jumps to the other thing. I think it's Westbrook-related. Wow! And I, and I think it's that video of him looking fucking defeated in a post-game interview.
3: Is he close? Close. I, did, okay. I, I didn't see that video. However, I saw a video, a highlight video. I don't know if you necessarily call it, it highlight bad, but... Excuse me. Um... It was, I want to say it was like a minute to three minutes. I could look it up to to clarify, but it was him airballing. Oh, no. <laughs> but here, here's the catch, though. Here's the kicker about it. Not only, like, it's this season specifically, mm-hmm. but it, in different games. It's not just in a game, it's clips from the whole oh, season, well, like a bunch of season. Like, three, you know what? I got to find this video. Hold on. It's been bad. It has been the very bad. The point is, I've never, I've never seen anything like this before. And again, like, dude, playing in the NBA, a- M- you're at the highest level. You're, you know, you can't go any higher. And he's been incredible to watch the past however many years. But at this point, I don't think I've seen. Would you call it a decline? Like, what, what are your guys' is? I don't what, even know. What do you? Like- how do you describe it? It's weird because it's like you said,
2: it's not like something we've seen before and it's clear that the talent is still there, but what? it's like, just what is going on? What is, I think it's something mental Q Well, cause the, the press conference I mentioned, and I'll see if I can find this to send to you guys. If you're listening, you could probably just look up Russell Westbrook's, Westburns, Russell Westbrook post-game interview or post-game uh, conference and if you scroll enough, you can probably find it. Um, they ask him kind of what's going on. Let me see if I can find, like just get the audio because it's just like, he doesn't have anything to say. Like he literally doesn't know what to say. And I think because he was so excited. Oh my God. If you type in Russ, the first thing on Twitter that pops up is Russell Westbrook trade. Huh. Wow. Um, but uh. I mean because this is a dude that always has fight in him always whether they're winning or losing like it's very right i've just never seen oh my god the second highest one is russell westbrook pacers <laughs> mm. um post game let's see if i can find i mean it's like yeah here we go so i'll just play at least the the audio i mean just picture him looking sad i guess i don't know um I'm going to hear, obviously the records. Can you hear this? Probably not where you wanted it, but yeah. you feel, how do you feel about this team at, at this moment in time? Do you know?
0: And I guess we, we're moving the right direction. Um, other than tonight. So you can worry about it the next game. Figure out. You want to be playing your best towards
2: the end of the year. That's it. He is looking down the entire time as well.
1: Wow,
2: I've never heard him sound like that. Because this is like this is his hometown. Yeah, like, he's from LA. Like. He, like, part of it was yes, probably, like, he obviously he wanted to be on a winning team. He wanted to have a chance at a championship. Part of the decision, like, there are other teams he could have gone to that had a chance to win a championship. He wanted mm-hmm. to play for LA. He, yeah. This was probably the most excited he has been for an NBA season. He just played a year in Washington. He played a year in Houston before that. And he, they haven't been a contender in OKC in years. Yeah. Like, yeah. This was probably, the, well, I guess when you had George, I forgot about the, I always forget about the Paul George. Yeah. OKC yeah. stint. Well, um, yeah, the
1: Paul George and Carmelo Anthony.
2: No, God, I don't even too. include him. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I guess that was fresh off the Knicks. It's like wild seeing how much of a drop that was. Um, But I don't, like, it was obviously, made, like a big part of it was for the winning. But like, dude wanted to be in LA.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And especially, too, because he even talked to – at one point when I, – I don't know if I ever brought this story up before. Um, Russell Westbrook reached out to Kawhi Leonard when Kawhi was going to – was, like, that season before Kawhi was going to change teams, and he went to the Clippers. And Russ mentioned that they should team up in L.A., because they would be a good pair, blah, blah, blah. Kawhi just kind of left it, you know, left it, whatever. And then reached out to Paul George and said, come team up with me in LA. Oh. Yeah. So Russ then, you know, besides the fact that it's his home city, now he wants, I I mean, watch next time he plays the Clippers. Like he goes at them. I I'm mean, sure, he goes at yeah. everyone, but like, this season probably meant so much to him, and it's—I mean—it's probably the worst season he's ever had in his career. Yeah, dude,
3: I pulled up his his statistics from two days ago against Memphis, mm-hmm. where the Grizzlies beat them one twenty-seven to one nineteen. This might have been Twitter is telling me two days ago, but it might have been longer. But the point no, is, that,
2: no, that was my—that was two days ago. Okay, two or three days ago.
3: Is it was th- that it was one? this weekend. Okay. Okay, perfect. So his stat line read as six points, two for twelve from the field, seven rebounds, and six assists.
2: That that was the interview after the Lakers game or after the oh,
3: Memphis game. Geez. Wow. And one of the captions re- reads as, "I think my guy is officially broken mentally now."
2: That's weird that you say that because that's the caption of the video. Huh. <laughs> Wow, That's, yeah, it's... Uh,
1: it's tough.
3: Yeah, also, I don't know. We're it's just, the same video.
1: I mean, but, it's... And this what is, I, I think, completely different. Like, I know, obviously, in the beginning of the season, a lot of us, myself included, had some doubts about how this team was going to be able to work together, but this mm-hmm. is just something like...
2: This is not what I thought. This is completely
1: happen. and utterly different now. Like, I don't know what this is and what is going on in LA but this is more than just this team not fitting together like I said I didn't think the style of Westbrook and James like I didn't just I didn't think their styles of play were gonna fit and that's why I didn't think they were gonna be a good team but the fact that yeah not only like I understand that Westbrook's never been the best shooter but
0: But it just seems but
1: it's never been like this never been Bad. It's never been this bad. And then to add on top of that, at the same time, like LeBron James just does not seem like the same player this year either. Anthony Davis has been hurt most of the year. Like, I I don't know what it is with the Lakers, but there is just, just something on a whole nother level going wrong with that team right now than just, you know, guys playing styles not fitting well together. And I have no idea what it could possibly be, but I, I just I I don't know. This could very well be that now that would potentially be the second time, only the second time in his career, that we do not see LeBron James in the playoffs.
3: Right. You know, and Ryan, you talk about like LeBron not being as great as he should be or whatever. I mean, he is 37 now, right? Yeah. So that, that's just an ode to how phenomenal he has been, right? But, dude, that team as a whole, they're they are so discombobulated. I don't think they can come back from the position they're in. I don't because I've never seen anything, like, literally, going back to that video that Huback was playing, mm-hmm. he does, like, in the caption read, as, you know, he, he was, like, mentally, physically broken, whatever it was, dude, he he literally looks, as back said before, defeated. Like, he doesn't want to be there. Like, he doesn't want to play. And I understand playing in L.A. is, I mean, it can't be easy, right? But
1: yeah.
3: it's, yeah. like, the, the love and the passion. Because we're talking about yeah. a guy who made everybody else better, Yeah. right? And a guy doubles, who like, had
1: more like, passion for the game of basketball than we've maybe ever seen. Ever seen, yeah.
3: And the fact that... that it just that, seems like a, that has disappeared. Poratina. Yeah. It, it's it's so... It's terrible. And there might be some underlying things we don't know, like the whole chemistry thing with LeBron and the pressure with playing with him. You know, like there might be a plethora of of factors that we don't know about, right? But he's always been a, of an incredibly productive player. And to see this kind of drop-off, it's, it's a stop. It really is.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. what do you think? Any, I don't know. What do you, I, it,
2: it's tough because being the Westbrook fan I am, I like want to be able to try and defend him. But I... I, I never thought the fit was great. I thought it would be interesting to see because you have two. I mean, there are so many interesting combinations you can make with LeBron James. I mean, you put him. It's pretty much intriguing with any star. I mean, name any star in the league and think about him playing with them. Like it would be interesting to watch now. Did I think the fit was necessarily going to be great? No, but we just watched Westbrook have basically drag Washington by himself. to the, I mean, i say well, by him himself. And, they had yeah. Beal, but at the same time. It was the time, two he, of them, yeah. And he was, the, were be, and, and were he was the best player that second half of the season. Yeah. Um, so I thought even if, like, the fit wasn't great, they'd still figure it out, but the fit's not great and he's not playing well. So, I don't know, I would just hate to see, like, him be, you know, spend all that time in OKC, and then, I mean, there's I I don't know, although, I don't know what his year, like, I don't know how long they signed him. Oh, no, he's still on the, an old contract. So, I mean, what if he did get traded again? That would be four teams in four years. I mean, do I mean think about it? If you're the Lakers, do you run do you run this team back?
1: No. Because what think, changes? I don't can, know if they can. But yeah, like I, what I, I mean, cha-
2: the problem is too, what changes can they make? Because yeah. like you keep seeing, like, oh, the Lakers are like I just saw a tweet, um, and it was like the Lakers are interested in Gary Trent Jr. Oh, I saw that. And the the response was, and I'm interested in Zendaya, but that ain't how shit works. (laughs) And like, cause they got a fucking point. Who are the Lakers trading to get Gary Trent Jr. There's not a single player on the Lakers. That's not named LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, or Anthony Davis. That is getting you Gary Trent Jr. And you're not trading it. Like, I think if the price is right, they would trade Westbrook. I don't know what the clause is on being able to trade him so soon. Um, But it would have to have a lot more than Gary Trent in it, I would think. Yeah. Um, Now, would that be a great fit for the Lakers? I think so. But I think it's time to stop talking about players that would fit well on the Lakers just because they're the Lakers. They're they're a shitty team. Yeah. And like, there's no reason they should. I mean, they get so they get all this talk because they are the Lakers. There's a a podcast I listened to today mentioned. They're like, there are player profiles on Austin Reeves. Do you know who Austin Reeves is?
1: I might have, I he, think I might have he, seen he, the he, name somewhere. He's like,
2: maybe like the ninth man on the Lakers. He's like this white, like random white dude. They like call him like Caruso Jr. Huh. because he's just a white dude in the NBA and he's on the Lakers. There are player profiles written on Austin Reeves. If he was on any other team in the league, Not a single person. Like, I wouldn't know who he... No one would... I only know him because a lot of podcasts talk about him. Yeah. And, like, I see stuff on Twitter about him because he's on the Lakers. There's no reason... No offense to the man. If he was on any other team, no one would have any idea who he was. Not at all. A player that's actually proving that uh, theory wrong, Kyle Kuzma, is playing very well in Washington as of recent. I thought he was going to be one that faded away. Um. But,
1: well, let's just, let, let's take a look at that really quick. Like some of the players that the Lakers have had over the last couple seasons and whatnot. Montrez Harrell? Harrell is doing really well this year. Alex Caruso in Chicago is having a great season. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball, since he's left the Lakers. I mean, that's for a complete, that's, you know, his, that situation is that completely different. That was,
2: a da- that was the Davis trade. I mean, yeah. you, you, you make that happen. And but you're, mean, you're right, I, making that point. Yeah,
1: you know, he he's playing great, but again, for a completely different reason, is that the lights of L.A. for Lonzo were just too big and bright, especially but, with his dad basically breathing down his neck.
2: He was also and, only in his, like, second year in the league. Yeah, and he was, like, 20 years old. Because remember, I mean, and obviously he hasn't been, you know, a super superstar, but he's been good. Think about D'Angelo Russell. They yeah. bailed on him yeah. after like two at, years,
1: also, and now look yeah. at him. Look at him. I mean, he he's you know he's having a nice season when he's, he's been a, healthy. He's, he's a good
2: starting point guard in this league. Yeah,
1: and same thing with Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball at this point, I think you could almost consider him a top ten point guard in the league.
2: It's when it comes to just what he like brings to the, playmaking, right? Like, is he a guy that you could have be like one like your? second or even third best player i don't think so at least not yet but on a team that you have stars around and you need a point guard to hold it all together he's yeah. perfect for that yeah. on a team there are not many teams that can make it work where they have you know three quote-unquote all stars and none of them are point guards because then you know you need to find a point guard that works with all of those guys lonzo is perfect for that
1: yeah yeah because he's on a team now, he's in a situation where they don't need him to score 15, 20-plus points a game.
2: Exactly. They're, he needs to play defense, get assists. Yeah, he plays
1: he's some defense. Pro- if he yeah. drops 10 points a game, cool. Get Their their biggest thing is, you know what, go out and get us eight or nine uh, assists a game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he has the passing ability oh, to do that.
2: Him, him and his brother might be the two best passers in the oh. league besides, like, Jokic.
1: Yeah. It literally
2: might be Jokic in them, too. They are incredible with the ball. And it's wild because we like you know we grew up seeing all their like high school clips and you know LaMelo having that like 92 or something point game, having the like half court shot that he took. And it's like all this ridiculous shit that they did, but realistically they're both insanely good team like, players.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, I don't I don't know what the I mean just kind of to finish off the Lakers talk before we get just into like fully kind of spreading around the NBA and which we've honestly covered a lot of the NBA. And yeah, we now we're already almost to 10, um, but there's really not much the Lakers, like the only piece the Lakers have that they could move is Talon Horton Tucker realistically. Mm-hmm. And if he ever had value, I don't know if he ever did. I don't know why some teams or people talked about him. So he's another player. Would he be talked about if he was in – if he didn't drop, like, 30 points in a preseason Laker game? Probably, Probably not. not, no. And I don't think you're getting anything that helps this team. by Like, I don't think you get, like, higher than, like, a seventh or eighth man in the rotation by trading him.
1: No, yeah, I, I would have to agree.
2: And – I just don't think you get much for him. And then it's like all the other players on this team, Malik Monk is, he's been like decent recently. He's the best shooter you have on your team. You don't get rid of him. Plus he doesn't have enough value to bring in anything else huge for the team. You'd basically be swapping him out for someone very similar to him. Um, You're not trading LeBron. You're not trading Anthony Davis.
1: Nope.
2: So then, and then, the only other contract that realistically matches up with Westbrook is the guy he was traded for two years ago, John Wall. Yeah. So unless you bring John Wall into the mix.
1: Oh, if you thought the Lakers weren't playing well now, if they brought John Wall in, forget it.
2: Like, I don't know, could you do something like a... Or, so here, how much more value does Westbrook have than Wall? Like, how much would you need to include with wall to get like if they, if they were traded for each other, like, could you get, for example, the Rockets do have Eric Gordon, who is a high uh, trade talk guy at the uh, that's going to be coming up at the deadline. because there's no reason for him to be on that Rockets team. Christian Wood is another guy that is on that trade deadline or trade deadline talk, because he's a guy that he would, he went to that team. Because he thought he was going to be catching lobs from James Harden and Russell Westbrook, yeah. And he just went into a, such of a shit hole of a situation that he didn't think he was going into. So there's two guys that like bring value to a team that's like trying to win. I don't know if you can make it work money wise, but like. And then I don't know if you want to even if any team wants to trade for John Wall, but I would you it. rather have? I I just don't think that I was trying to think of like a would you do a wall and like Eric Gordon package or something like that for Westbrook and send the poor man back to Houston See that
1: that's the other part of that that I, I think if if the Lakers even tried that I feel like Westbrook would storm into the general manager's office you are not sending me back and there. tell him to go and tell him to go fuck himself. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I think Russell Westbrook would do. Be like, you're going to try and send me back to Houston? Go blow yourself, dude. Get Mm -hmm. the hell out of here. That
2: would be be – now, to be fair, he'd probably go back to averaging, like, a triple-double and might get them into the playoffs. That's (laughs) true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, That's
1: very possible.
2: So, the Lakers are talking about all these moves they're going to make and they need to make. But I don't think they have – like, they're going to have to be buyout guys or yeah. buyout mm-hmm. uh, attackers because I don't know what they could possibly get in a trade that would even be worth it.
1: Yeah.
0: They'd have they to agree. get really
2: like,
0: – Yeah,
1: they, they'd have to ex- get extremely creative. And I mm-hmm. just I, – I don't know how they could do that with the roster they have right now.
2: Hmm. Um. Do we have time for any more uh, – nba topic or are we switching over
1: uh no we we hit on nhl there's just one real quick uh mlb thing i want to so okay. if, if you want to I talk have, a, a well, couple I other one quick more, things
2: i have one more clip that i want to be able to play for you guys and it's regarding a team that's been mentioned tonight uh the memphis grizzlies who are now in third in the west okay with their win the other night they <laughs> passed that I watched it the other uh, the other night against the Warriors. They're now on a ten game winning streak and in third in the West. Um, they look incredible. John Morant looks like one of the best players in the league. Um, and the rest of that team, like I know, I know, I talk about them a lot more. It's like I'm slowly becoming like a secondary like Memphis fan because of how much should I listen to about them? And it's like. You have all these guys on this team that aren't necessarily household names, but all of them are good players, including Desmond Bain, who is making a huge push in his uh, second year in the league. Um, the reason I bring it up, the so they won. Uh, actually, by the way, we didn't mention this. Clay Thompson's back. Welcome back, yes. Clay. Yeah, um, that was. Uh, an incredible uh, return for him, not even from stats, but just from, you know, being able to see him. Uh, John Morant, uh, this team is just one, and this has been, like, confirmed by, like, my – what's it called? My people in the league and – you could just see it on the court. It pissed off LeBron when they were losing the other day. They talk the most trash in the NBA. Do they By really? By far, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> because it's this team of like 24. and The only two yeah. guys that are older are, are Stephen Adams and uh, Kyle Anderson, who are both 27. Everyone else is like 24 and younger. And the thing that you notice with them that you like take for granted is like most other teams don't have this. Like you have teams where guys are, are friends and like you know you have subgroups within the teams this entire team are best friends like i don't think this team could like go and make like a move because i don't think they'd want to spl- split any of these guys up yeah like whether it's like you know you see the, like i mentioned before jared culver is out getting like buckets in garbage time and john moran the best player and who's someone who would be an all NBA player this year is standing up on the bench, jumping up and down, waving a towel, shouting for him. Like they all care about each other. All are like all in with this season. I mean, they could surprise someone in the playoffs, but so incredible game against golden state uh, last night ends with Job making a, I don't think it was at the buzzer, but like a game winning, essentially game closing, like and one layup. His momentum carries him into the stands. There is a group of about three kids. Two of them are wearing Curry jerseys. Uh, They go to dap him up. He stares them down. These kids can't be older than five. I have a picture. Look at this. <laughs> so sure enough, he was asked. Okay, you got you the and this was his response. It's like, it, he's, he's hilarious. Like, he's a good guy. Like, it's in all, like, the dude was just in the heat of the moment. he's like, I'm not high-fiving a kid that's wearing a Warriors jersey, yeah. but listen to what he says.
3: You, after the last bucket, you got Drew the and You go into the stands, and there's a little kid
1: wearing yeah, a Warriors jersey. He was
3: disrespectful with that jersey on. He, he, what, that again? he was disrespectful <laughs> with that the jersey, jersey on. You, no he, mercy for the little kid. Nah. <laughs> We're in Memphis. <laughs> it looked like he wanted to cheer, but he had that jersey on. <laughs> I oh. apologize to him. But in that moment, bro, take the jersey off and then dap me up. <laughs> you, nah, but, back in, you want him back in a Grizzlies jersey next to my yeah, next time? sure. Yeah. Uh, somebody find you know his information. You know, I sent him one myself. Someone finds his information, I'll send him a Grizzly jersey myself. myself.
2: How great is
1: that? That is amazing.
2: They are just such like they care so much. They're like you watch them; they play with so much passion and like aggression. Like they're a fun team to watch. And they, you know, at first when they were in fourth in the West, I thought it was more so. You know, it's and it still is Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah in that top three. And like, I think they're realistically in a tier of their own. But Memphis is also almost in their little like sub mid tier by themselves above everyone else. Now, obviously, like teams can come back, like Denver, if they get Jamal Murray back, will be up there. Um. I mean, the Lakers, if they get their shit together, they have the potential, but we just spent so much time talking about that. Um, Dallas, if they, you know, once it comes playoff time, I mean, this is going to be Lucas' third go-around in the playoffs. Like, they're going to be fine. Um, The Clippers could get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back come playoff time. So, I mean, that's obviously a team you worry about. But, like, I mean, Memphis is serious. They're a serious team, and the fact that, they look like this, and their best players are John Morant, who's in his third year. Desmond Bain is in his second year. Jaron Jackson Jr. is in his, like, fourth year. And then you have several other guys that are in their, like, second to third year. And even their rookie this year, Zaire Williams, is looking good, a guy they traded up for. So, I mean, I just wanted – I needed to say that because I wanted to play that clip for you guys. But, I mean, they're they're a dangerous – and insanely fun team to watch
1: and just looking up and down real quick not to not to mention this memphis is currently number three in the league in scoring wow behind utah who is number one and charlotte who is number two charlotte And they're the third best scoring team as far as points per game right now yeah. in, the, in the league.
2: Well, something that's so weird with them in the beginning of the season when they weren't doing very well, they were literally 30th in defense. Where now I think they're like 10 to 15, maybe. At one point during that stretch when they didn't have jaw, they were top three. So, it's like their defenses literally went from the worst in the NBA to, like, the top half. Yeah. And if you're going to have the third highest scoring offense, you can have a top – and have a top half of the league defense, you're going to be fine. Absolutely. Uh, it's wild with them. Um, there's one other I was going to mention, but I forget what it was. So, uh, okay. shit. Oh, I guess just real quick uh, there's some talk about um a potential uh, Simmons being traded to the team that ended his career at the Atlanta Hawks mm. which would be an interesting one because so the talk would be something along the lines of John Collins and Gallinari potentially or Gall- or John Collins and Bogdanovich or it, it would have John Collins in it, and then somewhere along the lines of Bogdanovich, Herder, Gallinari, something like that. Um, hmm. It's interesting. I yeah. love the idea of Trey Young and Ben Simmons. I think that is awesome. Yeah, because I th- then I think
1: that would be. I think they would work well together because you know Trey Young gives you the shooting, right, and the playmaking. And Ben Simmons, if he would buy into being that pick and roll, Mm -hmm. you know, power forward, you know, player, then absolutely. It would just be, I feel like you would really need to try very hard to get Ben Simmons to buy into playing a role like that.
2: Well, the other thing, though, is, so one, you're basically replacing your athletic power forward with another athletic power forward you're just losing the shooting from Collins yeah. but the thing that you gain from it what happens if we start seeing Ben Simmons and this is again hypothetically if he was to go there we can now start seeing the Steph Curry off ball movement develop for Trey Young Oh,
1: and if true. that was
2: the case they would be dangerous
1: that's very true I forgot about that because Ben Simmons is a good... He can't shoot for shit, but he can. He, he's a good right. passer.
2: And look at another player that can't shoot for shit that play makes, Draymond Green. Yeah. And, you know, they could literally be the younger version of Curry and Draymond. Curry
1: and Draymond. Uh,
2: because Draymond that's makes that's it very true. just because of how smart he is. And Ben Simmons is a smart player. Like when yeah. it comes to the bot, like you get to the bottom of it, he is a smart player. He is a good player. And if you've got him surrounded with other guys that could shoot, especially Trey young who could pull from the damn logo yeah. and you can give Trey young plays off on playmaking and have him just kind of run around and try and spot up for a shot. You can have Ben Simmons run the offense when Trey young's not in the game. Then also one of the things that the Hawks, one of their little weaker points is on defense with Trey young Mm-hmm. You can now hide him because you have Ben Simmons. Yeah. You no longer have to worry about Trey Young. Like, if you, you know, you're going against a team with a, like, you're, let's say you're playing Memphis, like, just because we were just talking about them. Instead of having now Trey Young matched up with John ja Morant, and I don't know if they would like switch it around. I don't know if he'd cover like Bane or who it would end up being. You could throw damn Ben Simmons on John ja Morant. Yeah. I mean, it, because like you can't put John Collins on John Morant, but you can no. put Ben
1: Simmons. Yeah, because Ben so, Simmons has the, the extra like not athleticism because John Collins is very athletic, but he's got the speed. And yeah, the, he's and got the, more speed and the movability. Like he, yeah, like, and the, he he's a little he's a little faster and he's a little more agile.
2: Right. So I like it on the Hawks' side, depending on how much they give up. I don't know. That, I mean, it would certainly be the most. Scary looking. Uh, front court. It, front court is bigs, right? Back court and back court is guards.
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah it would definitely right, be right, one
2: of right. the scariest front courts in the league with John Collins and Joel
1: Embiid. That's true,
2: and it works because they could both stretch the floor a little bit. So it's not yeah. like they'd be clogging it up for each other in there. And Embiid has shown that he could shoot it a bit, and John Collins is a is a pretty damn good shooter from the outside too. He is, yeah. Uh. Collins can slash. We've seen Embiid pretty much do everything this year. So it's like, it, I don't think they would be as crowded as other big combinations would be. And then you uh, you still have uh, Tyrese Maxey, who has made a huge jump this year. You still have Seth Curry, who has made a huge jump this year. You still have Tobias Harris, which something I've also heard, which would be interesting is Daryl Morey going to, as soon as he's, because he's willing to play the long game here. As soon as he starts getting people to come around on Ben Simmons, is he going to then be like, I also want to include Tobias Harris. Mm. And then what can you get? Because Tobias lot. Harris is a big-ass contract. Yeah. So you're, And then Ben Simmons is a big-ass contract. Mm-hmm. So that's where, if you did that to Atlanta, that's a... John Collins, Bogdanovich, Reddish. Yeah. Uh, at least those three and then some. And filters. like a
1: pick. Yeah. And then
2: like a pick or two.
1: Yeah.
2: The, I think that was what I heard this morning was it was it would be Collins. I think it was Gallinari, not Bogdanovich. But then they were saying you probably need to make it Bogdanovich. Collins, Bogdanovich, Reddish, two firsts. That's for Ben Simmons to buy, it is a lot. That's a lot. But I mean, if you're the Hawks, is and that's what you need to do. I mean, giving up two firsts probably isn't hurting you too much as long as this works out for you, like you think it would.
1: Yeah, very true.
2: And they've got enough. Like they still have Clint Capella. They still have DeAndre Hunter. Like they, if they depending on who they give up in that trade, they would still have Gallinari or Herder on that team. Like they yeah. still, it was not like they're losing their depth by doing a big package like that. True. True. So it's a, it's an interesting to one, one to watch out for and Ben Simmons is going to be on a team sooner than later. I just don't know. Like they are literally going to like uh, props to Mori for, you know, Holding out as long as he can. I don't think he's going to do what he said and be like, oh, it's a four year process. You ain't, you're not waiting for you. Like, you wait four years and Bede's out of his prime. Exactly. So that, like, you know, he always, that's something you never, like, that was never brought up in the beginning was like, it's a four year process. We have him on contract for four years. Like, yeah, you do, but you don't have, like, and is 27. In four years, he's 31. Yes, he should still be in his prime then. But but at the same time, if you wait four years and start when he's 31, that's an issue, especially the way he's playing this season.
1: And especially the way he plays. Like by the time he's 31, that's going to be a lot of mileage, a lot of banging, a lot of bruises, a lot of wear and tear on his body. Mm -hmm. Like I know he's a big dude, but that's still like the way he plays. He's gonna have a lot of wear and tear on his body by the time he's 31.
2: No, I mean, I think it's safe to say Joel Embiid is not gonna be one of these players that is playing at 37, 38 years old.
1: No. I yeah, his his body's just not gonna hold up. I don't think.
2: So that's an interesting one we'll have to keep an eye on. Obviously, I don't know if it's gonna be, you know, I don't think it's gonna be. It's something we'll have to keep an eye on at the deadline. Once the deadline comes up, we'll probably see some interesting moves because just like last year, now with the play in at the end of the uh season, yeah, there's a lot more teams that are buyers than sellers.
1: Yep. That's very I true. Mean, we
2: saw we saw last year one of the few sellers, the uh the magic literally ship everything off to start rebuilding. Are you gonna see that with like our team like the Kings? going to try and you know I think the Kings think they're going to try and make the playoffs but like are they going to finally you know part ways with Fox are going to gonna part ways with Buddy Healed what are they going to do um does New Orleans try and bring in something does Portland move off of one of their two guards I mean it'll be interesting to see what we see and because I there's a chance that my Lillard doesn't play the rest of the season
1: Yeah, Um, I heard that. I heard that recently. Because
2: the abdomen is still bothering him so much. And, I mean, this is a wasted season. They're not doing anything this season. So there's no really reason for him to come back. So is there anything that these teams do to – like? and then, like I mentioned before, the Rockets are one of the worst teams in the league, I think, besides the – or two of the worst teams in the league both have a guy that will probably be traded – the Rockets have Christian Wood and Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon will 100% be on a new team. Christian Wood will wait and see. And then on the Pistons, Jeremy Grant is a name that keeps coming up. Yeah, um, The Bulls have been linked to him a lot, which I think if they made that move, that's a that's a great move for them. Have him be their th- third-slash-fourth guy. I mean, that would be – that a lineup of Lonzo Ball – DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Jeremy Grant, Nikola Vucevic, with Caruso off the bench is a damn good lineup. That is. So that is. we'll have to see. I'm excited for the deadline to get closer.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we're r- running a little late here. So the the Nets talk, I'll give it one more week and see what happens and see if I'm still aggravated or what. Mm. Um, just that one uh, baseball – News that I wanted to mention that I talked about. Uh, big news for Mets fans. We have found out that Keith Hernandez's number 17 jersey will be retired by the New York Mets in 2022. So, congratulations to Keith Hernandez uh, on the honor of getting his number retired by the team that he helped lead to a world series in
3: 1986. Awesome. Really, really well. Um,
1: Obviously also now part of one of the best, uh, baseball commentating teams there is, but definitely congrats to him. Awesome. And so that wraps it up for tonight. Uh, We will be back again next week with more talk, uh, football, playoffs, NBA, NHL. uh, If there does end up being any word on a possible uh, closeout to the MLB lockout. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and let's go Mets. Let's go Mets.
0: Good night, boys.